Hey everyone, welcome. No cap. Um, this is not Zach. He's disappeared. I'm not sure he went. Um, but all the best to him. Hopefully he'll be back soon. I've got the usual culprit here with me, Abbas. What's happening? What's happening, Sol? Not for much. And uh, we've got a special guest here tonight. Um, Tony, Mr. Tony Anna. What's happening, mate? Nothing, boys. How are we? Good, good. Big Brisbane Broncos fan. Massive. So, uh, far unlucky, man. <laughs> oh, we're in a shit period, but uh, what can you do? Nah, we'll, we'll talk about it soon. 100%. Let's kick it off. We obviously had a big argument or a big discussion about Parramatta last week. Yeah. Uh, Tony, you heard it. The Roosters came away with a victory on Saturday <laughs> night. Um, is it fair to say that uh, I was right? Yeah, sorry. I think at this point, you are the only two adults in the whole country that think uh, the Eels aren't contenders based off that performance. I think the Roosters are like unbelievable right now. Like I'm calling it right now. I don't think they'll lose a game for the rest of the regular season at that's least. A, talking about bold prediction, that's a massive it prediction. It is a massive mate. prediction, but just the way they're going, um, I haven't seen a team attack so quick and so sharp and so relentlessly across the whole game. So for Eels to be down, what, six, what was it, eight nil? Eight nil, half-time. That half-time. Was, for me, that was impressive enough. And then for them to come back, what, 10-8? I know they came back and lost the game, but again, that's just a credit to the Roosters of how you give them a sniff and they'll take the opportunity, even without Tedesco. Uh, we saw how good Morris played, both of them, pretty much. Um, They're old, but... They're 40, man. They're playing better than any... A bunch of 40 year olds beat a bunch of young, young up-and-coming superstars. Uh, they're still playing better than any other centre or winger they are. right now. They are. But I'm just putting it in perspective. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Kiri, I think, is unbelievable as well. <coughs> just the way, um, if you notice the way he stays close to the play the ball, and he, Pong is starting to do a lot now, where he stays close to the play the ball, he runs direct and hard at the line, and he'll give a nice flat ball to the supporting players. Um, yeah, just the speed at which Roosters play, I, I found it impressive enough that it was only held them out to what? Three tries to two. They only beat them by one try in the end. Yeah, look, it's, again, when we talk about contenders, I the, the, the word contender for me means there's a possibility of winning the comp. I don't think Parramatta can win the comp. I think they'll get close. But in, re- in regards to winning the comp, I think they're they're still um, they're still maturing as a team, and you know it's well documented that me and you saw we don't like them, and um, regardless of of if we call them shit or not, we know they're not a shit team. We just um, I just I don't know I don't uh, I feel like the next two months is going to really show what Paramount is made of. I think it's unfair to classify anyone other than Roosters at the moment a contender. Um, you know, even as much as I like Penrith right now and how they're looking, you know, they're still a young team. I can't really classify them as a contender too. I mean, if you look at the table, you know, the table says they are a contender, but I mean, when it comes to the later rounds, are they still going to be there? That's the question that I have. That's that's the difference between the Melbourne Storms, the Sydney Roosters, and the teams like Parramatta and Penrith. Yeah, look, uh, the next month and a half, two months is going to show a lot in regards to Parramatta, Penrith. A um, bunch of these young teams that are looking good early on um, and see how they go. I mean, we, we, when we say contender, we can't just say they're going to make top four. 
We get it. We gotta say, do they have a chance of winning the title? Like, not as in a two percent chance or a ten percent chance. Are they a good chance of winning the title? Well, if they do end up top four, think about it. They get a home. They get a home ground advantage first week. They got all of Bankwest behind them. Look how good they are, Bankwest. Even when there's no crowd, they're still they're still treating it like it's their fortress. Imagine a whole crowd. They'll sell out easy. The whole crowd behind them. All they have to do is win that. Sorry, no. If they 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 don't they won't get a home game the first the first week if they're top four. So they'll probably verse Roosters or I think Canberra or Melbourne at second or third because I don't know if they'll end up second place. I know Roosters will probably most likely end up first place. Even if they lose that first round game, they've got that home ground advantage of having Bankwest the next game. And as you know, they're a very big momentum-based team. So I think but that's, that's what you're doubting. You, but, you're but, that's, just, but, um, but again, we're just going back to if they make top four, are they a chance of winning the premiership? Like uh, m- like at least 40% chance of winning the premiership? At least 40, yeah, I'd say. Look, yeah, here's my issue, yeah. I don't yeah. hate the whole Parramatta team, yeah. Mm. I hate the club, all right? Yeah, it's, just, every, it's, in yeah. our, it's in my blood, it's in your yeah, blood. Like ever since Jared Hayne left, I was all right with the, cl- with the players. Yeah. Except for Mitchell Moses. But that's, but that's see, that, and that's the issue for me. Parramatta don't have a plan B. They proved it on the weekend. They're still learning. I get that, yeah. But I honestly don't think you get in a position like they did, all right, 10-8 up. Sevo just ended Tedesco's night, yeah. all right. You're up. Within one minute, the Roosters took the game back. They went another level and took the game back. Yeah. That, that's not good signs for me. You know, everyone's just kind of overlooking that. And they ended up losing 24 to 10. Regardless, it was three tries to two. It was they gave away penalties. They, gave, they got sin-binned. They, they, mentally, they, weren't, they yeah, weren't up for it. That's what I was thinking. You said they lost by one try. They lost 24 to 10. They lost by... It was one try, but... Um, that was 24 to 10, one try. One try and like three penalty goals. There it's was one penal- try in the end. There was a no, couple penalty goals. Points wise, yeah, yeah, but the thing is, that's Parramatta's fault because they gave away those penalties because they yeah. weren't, you know what I mean? They, they were struggling. Put it on face value, like their best player, the best player in the world got taken out. Surely, surely that Parramatta could go on with it and win the game. But they didn't. But tells, it, That's what it tells me. It tells me that they're not up there. We talked about this before. They're not up there with the likes of a Melbourne or Canberra. Everyone's going up. We're going to talk about Canberra. Everyone's going off about Canberra. They're four and two. I, I don't think. I think Canberra will struggle to make top eight. But they're four and two. But they're not even in a bad position right now. Their attack's bad. That's it. What I'm saying is, on paper, Parramatta's in that second tier. All right, for me, they're in that second tier with a Penrith, with a Newcastle, with a Manly. Yeah. They've still got a ways to go. And I don't think they're that much better than any of those teams. Honestly, you you don't think that. That loss on the weekend benefited them. Uh, are they gonna if, they, if they had hopefully, this loss in hopefully. the finals, then then we can say yeah they didn't live up, they choked this and that. But this is a learning curve for them. In I reckon in other seasons they would have got smashed by the Roosters. Like I said, for True. them just to stay in the game. But th- this week's going to show. You know, versus Canberra, and they're coming off a bad loss as well. They're going to be hungry for it. <clears throat> I think they'll destroy Canberra. Canberra. That's a big call. Cool. From what I from what I saw from Canberra, I don't like they they lost Caesar and um, uh, Leilua and I, that was pretty much their attack they've got Widend who I I rate as a player but I just don't rate him as a 5'8 and I don't see much co- that's why I think they're going to struggle to make top 8 unless they find somebody during the mid-season to take that 5'8 or halfback role that Williams guy I haven't really seen anything special come out of him 
Um, he played good against Melbourne. Chance Nickel Cockstack, whatever his name is, is the only, probably the only guy on that team that's looking really, really good at the moment. They've still so, got a solid four pack. So they're, they're still missing John Bateman. He's a massive yeah, part of their, their have had a solid four pack for, for about four years. Four pack only gets you so far. I get that. I think I think Parramatta will, will probably beat them 20 plus this week. That's a big Ooh. call. Um, look, is there any other teams as well? We just I just mentioned them. There's Melbourne. There's Penrith. You were talking about Penrith a bit. We're talking about Manly. Manly won that game on the weekend with no one. And um, Newcastle. Newcastle, of course. Yeah. Newcastle. They've been killing it as well lately. Um, do you see any of them coming close this year or progressing? Because talk about Parramatta, learning from it. A lot of those teams are in that same stage. They're coming up too as well. So it's going to be a tough. It's going to be a tough comp this year for those top four spots, especially. Look with with the teams like Penrith, like Newcastle, like Parramatta, they're showing glimpses of they've got the attack down pat, right? It's the defense that's gonna that's the, that's that's a separator between Melbourne and uh, and Roosters and these other teams, right? Is the is the thing that you can have six sets on their line and Roosters and Melbourne will defend you for that six sets nine out of ten times, right? That one out of ten times you'll be able to score against them. That's the issue that I have with Penrith, Parramatta, Newcastle, and that's why I can't really classify them as contenders right now, right? Even though Melbourne Storm have looked a bit shaky. Um, at the start of the season, we all know that come finals time, they're going to be ready. They're going to, you know, Craig Bellamy is going to have them set. Always. And, and that's why I'm saying in the next month and a half, two months, you're going to see what the Penrith Panthers, what the Parramatta Eels, what the Newcastle Knights are made out of. You're going to see how how they respond to, you know, um, versing a team like Roosters, a team like Melbourne, a team like, you know, each other, Pen, Pen, Penrith Panthers, um, Parramatta and Eels, you know, and Knights versing each other. Seeing them you know, have to withstand six sets on their line, seeing how they respond to that. And, you know, seeing if there's any lapses in defences. Because at the end of the day, finals time, you're going to have two good teams going against each other. But nine times out of the ten, the Roosters and the Melbourne are going to win those games because they're just that disciplined, that, you know, defensively that sound. And they can defend six sets in a row on their line and then come back and go 100 metres and score that try and just destroy a team like Parramatta, a team like Penrith, a team like Newcastle Spirit. I mean, that's probably the worst thing that happens to a team is they, they have six sets on the line, Roosters defender, and then they go 100 metres and score. And then the Penrith players are just sitting there like, oh, what, what, you know, what, what do we have to do to get past this team? Parramatta team, Newcastle team, going to be like, what do we have to do to get past this team? Those are the reasons why I don't classify Penrith, Newcastle, and Parramatta contenders right now. They're on the stage. Like I said, they're at the start of their... They're really their, good teams. You know they're what I mean? They run. They're, just they're not, building. Just, for me, they're not contenders. Speaking of those other teams... So does um, does, does he have anything to add? No, I actually agree 100% with... Um, oh, you, what? <laughs> hey, wait, wait. You agree? <laughs> <laughs> you agree with Bass? No, actually, the first. It took five minutes. Uh, um, 100% the way you class those teams together in terms of absorbing pressure against the top teams and... So does that change your mind that Paramount is not a contender? No, all these teams are <laughs> contenders, though. That's, I, I, think that's, that's only I think that's the difference, is that what I classify a contender, what he classifies a contender, are two different things. So and th that's th the only difference. That's the thing. You are saying there's pretty much one contender, and that's what, Roosters? No, they're the, they're the champion. They're the, everyone's chasing them. Yeah, who's, yeah. Contend, who's the biggest contender? Who's the biggest threat to them? That's obviously the, what we're saying. We know Roosters are up there. <coughs> you're talking about Roosters. You say they're not going to lose a game all year. They might have peaked a bit earlier. You never know. They might, you know what I mean? Like, I think they're a team that can cope with injuries. Manly's a team that can cope with injuries. We haven't seen Parramatta cope yet. We haven't seen Newcastle. We haven't seen 
think Manly's the Manly's success is going to rely on um, they if Manasseh Fainu comes out of that court case. Might. If he doesn't, Wait. I don't think he's. It's there with Tommy's him. only out for four weeks. I said. They'll, six, I think it's six to they'll eight. keep him. They'll keep him closed off even more, bro, because you know his history is bad. Mm. So they're going to look after him, Elliot, mate, Elliot. What a player. <laughs> Let's move on to the bottom eight. Finally, one team's finally sacked their their coach. It's not the one we expected. I thought Dragons would by now. It's the Warriors. They've sacked Stephen Kearney finally. Do you guys think it's the right call, given the circumstances? Look, with um with Warriors, they've had an issue. For the last twenty years, in regards to you know their team, you know having all the players and just not performing, we've seen uh, Wayne Bennett went to Warriors, didn't he? No, no, he helped New Zealand. Who, who, who went to the Warriors? Well, it was a big coach that Cleary. went to the Warriors. Cleary, 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 Cleary um, went to the Warriors. It's it's a big Daniel ask. Anderson. Yeah, it's it's a big ask to to coach the uh, the you know the Warriors to to any to any premiership. The, the the times that they really do compete for a premiership, it's the seasons that no one expects them to. I mean, every season we don't expect them to, you know, compete. But it's really the seasons that we don't expect them to that they just come out of nowhere and they make that grand, odd grand final. And, you know, they, they haven't won it, but they... They're capable. They're, I mean, with... The with club, the, I'm saying the club in general is I capable. Mean, they've of got all of New Zealand to pick from. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's a discipline issue from the players. Um, I might, it might be a culture thing over there too. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's certain, we see that in a lot of clubs. You see the culture that Wayne Bennett built in Brisbane. You see the culture that Craig Bellamy has built in Melbourne. You know what I mean? Um, the culture that, um, you, you need a coach like Craig Bellamy, Wayne Bennett, somebody, a, a big coach to go over there and set a proper culture for them so that they can, you know, show some results and, and get those wins. And, you know, Kearney had his opportunity and it looks like n- nothing really changed. So, you know, um, was it, did they need to sack him this season? I don't think sacking him was going to change anything. I think they're not going to really compete for the rest of the season either. Um, but yeah, look, at the end of the day, they've got to do what they think is best for themselves. I actually agree 100% they should have sacked him because how long has he been in charge for? About four years. This is his fourth year. They've only made the finals yeah. once with him. I haven't been entertained by the Warriors in like in so long. Like I remember I used to, I used to anticipate them versus Melbourne on, on the Anzac Day clash and I always used to think, oh, Warriors could win this. They could pull out something. I don't get that anymore. Uh, actually, I don't know. I just haven't been entertained by their attack. Um, they offer nothing in defense. Um, and do you think they th- do you think they should have sacked him? But given what he sacrificed, along with the whole team, the whole organization, yeah. coming well, over. I saw a comment on Facebook saying, "Oh, at least let him coach out the rest of the season." What's the point of that? So, what you just want to write off the season? They're being proactive about it. Get a new coach. Start now. Um, isn't he the same guy that had Isaac Luke, Roger, and they got Sean rid of Johnson? Yeah, and, got rid of. Uh, and did Sean. they even make the finals that year? They made in twenty eighteen, but they got knocked out by Penrith first round. So yeah. and they were never a threat to the to the comp. Like how much more can? How many more chances can you give someone? Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think in normal circumstances, I agree. I don't think Stephen Kearney's the right man. I, I I never rated him as a coach. Honestly, he's a great assistant coach. He only, I think he was coach of New Zealand when they won the World Cup, but his, his assistant was Wayne Bennett. I you know what I mean? Wasn't Bennett the coach and he was the No, assistant? no, Bennett assisted him mm. because like, it, it was just that they, needed, they wanted the New Zealander at the top, mm. but he had help because he was helping him at Brisbane. So what I'm saying is he's a really good assistant coach. Like He can help any team, but you've seen him at Parramatta yeah. right after you know, they had a good run 
early in the early 2010s. He did nothing with them. They they collapsed with him. And then he's seen him come to the Warriors, done really nothing with a, a really talented squad he had at his disposal. Man, you're talking about you're talking about how they maybe need discipline and all that. I, I, I'm looking at it the other way with, with the Warriors. I, I think they've lost their identity. They don't know who they are. The, the seasons they do well, when a Daniel Anderson comes in or Ivan Cleary, you, I've, I, we know, you can see from Ivan Cleary's coaching here at Penrith, you know, he allows his team to ex- express themselves, you know what I mean? He gives them opportunities to show what they've got, show what what they can do. He gives them more chances. Yeah, It's not about discipline. That comes, you know what I mean? That comes in the preseason. That comes in, you know, within his personality as well. When I say discipline, I mean more of the sense of, I think in the last three or four years, they've um, had the most penalties conceded against them. That's what I say. That's what I mean by discipline. I don't mean by, you know, chancing your arm too, uh, too much and losing the ball and having silly mistakes. That's that's the way Warriors play. They're, you know, they're off-the-cuff kind of kind of team. But in regards to defence, there's over the last, I think, three or four seasons, they have conceded the most penalties out of any other team in the comp. No, that's that where the discipline issue, I think, is coming into play. But the, for me, for me with the Warriors, when they're, when they're really good, and you go watch old games of Warriors, yeah? Back in 2011 when they made the grand final. Yeah. The early 2000s when... They were, they were ripping teams from like out of nowhere, 2001, 2002, 2003 with Daniel Anderson. They played a, a really unorthodox brand of football. You've never seen it before. They were challenging the, the heavyweights, man. They were challenging the dogs back then. I'm talking about the early 2000s. Dogs, Roosters, New, Newcastle. And then in the early 2010s, when they, in 2008, you know, when they made the prelim, and then they made 2011, they made the grand final. They were challenging the Manleys, the Melbournes. Those kinds of teams, those established teams, they had no answers for them. They were Melbourne's kryptonite, if you remember, mm. back in back in those days. So, for me, they got a they need a coach that knows how to get the best out of that 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 culture. There is a culture there. They got to let them express well, who's, themselves. Who, who's the man for the job? <sighs> who's available? <laughs> who's available? Well, honestly, I mean, Bellamy's being given offers. You he won't go. go. I d- I doubt he would go. I know you're right. He's the kind of coach that maybe they want, but. You'd want someone that you want. You'd want someone like a Trent Barrett there, man. You know what I mean? Someone that's young, but you know has got a bit of experience. He's not that bad of a coach, let's be honest. And someone that's going to be there for a long time. You know, someone's going to be there for a long time. Plus, they haven't even touched on their recruitment. You know, they've had some bad signings over the last couple of years. Yeah. And bad decision making. You know, letting go of certain players. Um. They what they let go of Johnson to get Nicarima, who are like similar players, but similar. Pay I don't pack. think Nicarima's as good as Johnson. But there was no point of that, you That's know. At the end thing. of the day, and like for me, they've got it. Like you said, they've got such a, they got so much to pick from over there in New Zealand. You know what I mean? There were so many players, so many, so much talent over there. Um, the only players they should be signing, especially from Australia, are like state of origin players. Yeah. You know what I mean, international players. Someone's gonna make a difference to that team, like a Steve Price did. Like like a like a, a Kevin gonna, Campion did like those kinds of signings. How are you going to draw those players though? You're not going to get them to go all the way to New Zealand. They need to be exciting. They need to they need to play a, a brand of football that they they used to know, all right, and that will that can attract players like that to come over and say, hey, that's a young up and coming team. I want to help them out. I think I can do I can do something with this team. Mm. That's what attracted those kinds of players then. Of course, the money helped, but mm. <laughs> but like uh, like in all honesty, you can see those those kinds of signings. It, you know, it helped them elevate to a different level. What about the coaches? Other coaches in that bottom eight we're talking about? Ooh. Bulldogs, Dragons. 
Who else oh, is on the chopping block? Uh, Green. Paul Cowboys, Paul Green. Yeah. Do you think any of those, their time's coming? I think Paul Green's time's coming pretty soon. Um, like, I expected Cowboys to at least be massive contenders right now based on their form. Haven't they hit a lot of injuries, though? Mm. They've got Michael Morgan out and Valentine just got out. So, I mean, it's still not... I don't think it's good enough. Yeah, even when they had Valentine, they weren't they weren't, they weren't weren't offering much, sorry. Um, yeah, to me, they're the most disappointing team right now. Just oh. based on their... I think Bulldogs are probably the most disappointing team right now. They played well based on, the on their based on their roster, but the Cowboys have got Tal Malolo. They've got Josh Maguire. He's he's a bit. <laughs> he's a I don't want to say it, man, but you know what he is. Um, you both know what I <laughs> what I think of him. But yeah, um, I rate uh, Drinkwater. I think he's a great player. Uh, Holmes as well. Felt's one of the best wingers in the comp. Um, yeah, just a star-studded lineup. I don't I don't know what's going wrong there. What about you saying Bulldogs? Um, yeah, look, in regards to lineups, I think Bulldogs have got, you know, if you take away their form, I think they've got a good lineup. You've got Napa there, you've got Foran there, you got, you know, the outside backs are not are not that bad too. You know, you've got Hopawati, you've got Crichton. Holland. Don't talk about Holland, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> he got named. <laughs> um, Fatala Mariner, you know, you got you got some good players. They're just not performing. The, and I don't think. Yeah, sorry, uh, just to cut you off. That's the thing. Bulldogs will get so many good plays, but they're just not performing. Like Dylan Napa's faded. No one hears about Dylan Napa anymore. Ever since he left the Roosters. Yeah. Um, Foran's career went downhill. Not that when he started that dogs, but he just hasn't lived up to the hype. I know he's got a lot of injuries. But even Hopawadi, wasn't he like one of the biggest up-and-coming stars coming yeah, from Manly? Remember when he made his debut for New South Wales? Everyone thought, wow, this guy. Yeah. He um, hasn't played since. It's true. Um, Josh Morris just didn't peak there. Josh Morris played all right but in so his first a, like couple even, of years. But, but so like you're saying it's a club. There's something wrong with the club. That's what, even like someone like Nick Meaney. Well, didn't he have a big big name coming up from Newcastle? It was, there was talk of him. There was talk of him. It wasn't as big, but it was talk of him like he was coming up. Yeah. He's a fullback. There playing. was talk about Carrot Holland too. <laughs> but you're saying, like, you're saying the dogs have no excuse, but... I mean, Dean Pay has no excuse. Dean Pay has absolutely no excuse. Dean Pay, I mean, it, it's funny that you said Trent Barrett should go to the Warriors. I've always thought Trent Barrett should come to the Dogs because that's right. You did. It's, 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 it's he's a younger coach. Is you know, I feel like the issue with the Bulldogs. But you know what? Even then, I've been thinking about it recently, and Bulldogs are playing really, really bad with Des Hasler. You know, they were playing one out. You know, one out shit with on last tackle. They'll go to Tolman, and that was with Des Hasler too. And then you see how he was coaching there to how he's coaching Manly now. Manly's, Manly's plays are ridiculous. Like, I never saw any of that kind of play with Bulldogs. And he comes to think, is this, you know, are, are, are a lot of the coach setting up their plays or are they giving the players more of freedom to do what they want to do? I, I think co- there's some coaches that know how to rebuild, all right, but then they get to a point where they've got a really good roster and they don't know how to manage it. And there's other coaches that come in with an established roster that's got the spine reading and everything and they know how to manage them and, and bring them success. So Those are the two different kinds of coaches, so I think, if in the Trent game. Barrett, if Trent Barrett comes tomorrow to the Bulldogs, right, do you see different tactics in the Bulldogs or I've, do you see the same old shit? I think he'll try something different. Yeah, 100%. But you know what? Lately, they've been, they've been very impressive. Um, oh, the last two weeks, yes. Yeah, yeah. That, that set play against... Uh, against the Sharks where Hopper Whitey normally sweeps out the back but he cut through that hole 
That, I've never, I actually haven't seen that before. That was a good, that was a good start. If you want to, God yeah. forbid, they were passing the ball. They weren't going straight to Tolman. Oh, maybe because Tolman was out. There you go. Ah, there <laughs> you go. Well, so you're saying Pay's going to be gone next? Abbas? Pay should have gone first. Well, they got a meeting Thursday, so it might happen then. And you're saying <laughs> that oh. Green, Green's going to go next. Wait, who who do I want to go or who? Do who I do you think's think is going? Think? No, who do you think is going next? Even the Sharks coach under pressure. I'm going to go, oh. John Morris. Yeah, John Morris, I'd say. You're in John. Isn't yeah, he interim yeah. coach but at the moment? No, he's, he's head coach, but yeah, he, he looks like he's the interim coach. I, I don't know. I, I think, honestly, Paul McGregor's got a really hard month coming up, and he's, I think they'll lose every game. I think they're losing Roosters, Panthers, um, Para, I think. So I think they're going to have a really bad run, and that talk's going to come up again. Yeah. Let's move on. Obviously, on Monday, Peter Valandis, the commissioner of the ARL, was on 100% footy, and he confirmed that there's going to be a new team, and it's going to come out of Brisbane, a second Brisbane team. Um, that's massive news. I mean, how do you think that's going to affect that region, you know? Like, you've got well, the Brisbane Broncos there already. You've got Gold Coast around that area. He, he did say that the only time that that team will come is if they're guaranteed not going to affect Brisbane and Gold Coast in revenue sales. So. I'm, I'm not really talking about that. I'm talking about in terms of like fan base. You know what I mean? You think there's going to be, especially like how vulnerable the Titans are, how vulnerable Brisbane is right now. A lot of fans are off them. Do you think the timing of them coming in maybe in the next two, three years is going to affect them in a terms of happen. fan base? A lot can happen in two, three years. Broncos might be premiership contenders next year. Oh, they've, got, they've, got, they've got They've got the squad for it, technically. Oh, we skipped Seabold, eh? We skipped Seabold for you. Yeah, I know. I was going to I was going to probably request him to to cop the sack, but <laughs> are you are you had enough in for 5 years? Yeah. Had wait. So who, who who would you take if he's sacked? If he got sacked? I mean, oh, they, like 5 years is nothing. He could still get sacked for it. Yeah. Oh, they should have had Walters in from the start. Like Kevin, know, Wal just Kevin Walters, yeah, the Queensland coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've just always seen Seabold to be too um too nice, too passive. If you listen to his press conferences after the game, he always he finds ways to defend Brisbane and make excuses indirectly. Um, when we've got again like stars from one to seventeen, and now there's no <laughs> there's no experienced players, there's no leadership. He's taken out all the all the veterans out and chucked it in with all young superstars, and it just goes to show that. No matter how much talent you got, if you don't got someone leading the way, then it comes out to nothing, I guess. Uh, I've actually got a question. Fafida, apparently Roosters are yeah. talking about maybe trying to snatch Fafida. I thought they signed him in Brisbane at the start of the year. What the well, hell happened I think there? he's got one year left, and apparently there's a pact between him and Payne Haas saying that they're going to stick together at Broncos. But, you know, with how Broncos are going now, Money talks. People, people are saying, you know, he might be a bit turned off from the Broncos and, and all that. Boyd's coming off contract. He's retiring, sorry. And then there's one more other player that's coming off contract. Who oh, like, I know Isaac Luke's only there five months. I know Tio's only there five months. Like those kinds of contracts. They're nothing contracts, but... Um, Milford, I think, Milf is coming off. Milford yeah. or Jack Bird, one of them. Jack Bird, sorry. Jack Bird is. And he's on what? 800 or a million? He's on, he's on a lot. So it's going to free up a lot of room. They're gonna, there's going to be money for Fafita. But does he want to stay there? Look, I don't know. Um... Actually, won't be, I won't be surprised if he leaves, not because of Brisbane itself, but I guess because the Roosters have the ability to get 
<laughs> anyone they want. Oh, man, they're so good at their salary caps, man. Uh, like, they're bro, so skillful. Like, I don't know. I just can't see much players turning down roosters at the end of the day. But, like, the, like what if David Fafita... We've gone off topic, but who cares? What about... What if David Fafita goes, I'll stay, but I want Seabold gone. Would you be... Would you be, like, happy that Seabold's sacked because of that kind of request or sacked just because he wasn't good enough? You know what I mean? Look, I'd... I'd probably be happy either way because at the end of the day, he's gone. But like players but controlling that kind of yeah yeah narrative. no you'd prefer the other way obviously yeah um but just I don't I feel like no one no one has the balls to make ballsy decisions in the club even Seabold himself like because they're sticking to their gun they made a decision and it's backfiring and Brisbane's a very proud club they don't like to admit they're wrong yeah because every, like every, everything outside Wayne Bennett every decision they made outside of Wayne Bennett has been wrong. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Hasn't hasn't worked. What about Lockyer? Would he have a coach? Do you reckon? Isn't he? He's in the. Like, he's the one who brought Seabold in, man. He's in the leadership, or I don't know what they call it, but he's in those those three. He's a director. He's a director yeah, of the club. He's the director. Um, it's probably his idea to get him in. So, <laughs> like you said, probably too much pride to to um, get rid of Seabold. I don't know. It's gonna cost Fair enough. Um. Anyway, yeah, there is a second Brisbane team coming. So, uh, mm. do we think it's the right decision? Firstly, um, I think it is. Do you think we should have? Because there's there was some comments that I read in regards to that video um, from people from Perth saying that you know every time something comes to Perth, we sell it out. We sell out stadiums. There is a fan base here in Perth. We want a team, and you are not giving it to us right now. It does. It won't rate well. That's the thing with Perth, like. They're having one game a year. It's like the same thing as WWE coming to, to, to Sydney and them selling out. Like it's one thing. It's one game per year. It's twenty thousand seats or whatever it is. There's nothing better to out. do in Perth. Like who's to say that every week they're gonna come out? But <laughs> but we have to. I mean, if if that's the mentality, we're never gonna pull the trigger on Perth, right? Because that's the thing with NRL. They always sh- they always think they always think short term, right? They always think first five years, but they don't think twenty years from now. They don't think thirty years from now. Monetarily, they're thinking like long term because if you get a second Brisbane team in there, that means you have a game in Brisbane every single week, and Brisbane shows up to games there. Yeah. Compared to anywhere else, they show up to Suncorp. <clears throat> they're gonna be playing at Suncorp anyway. That second team. So that that's it's all about revenue for them. They they got to make as much money as they can for them. I think if they were in a better position, a better slot, they had a lot of money, you know, backed up, they had assets and all that, they might have gone and pulled the trigger to Perth. I think that will eventually come, but I don't think it'll come this decade. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, look, I think there there definitely is a chance for revenue to be made like uh, isn't queensland cup massive over there yeah compared to new south Wales cup yeah of course like it's its own little massive league over there it's like they they get behind it's like it their up college there. football yeah they get behind the way like, more so i don't see how they can't they can't uh, generate a massive fan base just based off that alone where where would it be located because it says the brisbane team so where brisbane like i think it's going to be like <laughs> in the same, same city somewhere there somewhere around maybe ipswich or redcliffe somewhere around there maybe but I think they're going to play their games at Suncorp. That's the key thing for them because they just want to make a lot of money. I guess they'd be probably more towards the west and Brisbane will stay towards the the east. Maybe, yeah. P- possibly. Well, they got they got a lot of they got a lot of big clubs over there that established, you know what I mean? Like uh yeah. like I said Redcliffe, they they turn over 30 million a year. Oof. That's more that's more than that's more than NRL clubs. 
That's ridiculous, man. Let's move on to round seven. Round seven of the NRL Premiership. Let's start on uh, Thursday night. Um, Panthers, Rabbitohs. It's a big game. Rabbitohs coming off two big victories. Panthers coming after a massive couple of victories as well. What are your thoughts? Um, just before I get, just before I move on to you guys, there's no changes for Penrith and uh, Rabbitohs. Tom Amone's out and uh, centre James Roberts. The former Origin centre's back on the bench. Why yeah. is he on the bench? I think it's a tactic from uh, from uh, Wayne Bennett. One of those tactics he does. <coughs> okay. Um, I'm actually going to go Rabbitohs on this one. Yep. Um, I'm expecting the Trot to pick up on his recent form. Maybe even get a double, I'd say. That's another big call for that game. Um, and I don't know with Penrith. I feel like they're another like big momentum-based team. Like They're great in attack, but again, absorbing pressure. And I feel like if Rabbitohs get better and better, they'll head towards that category of Melbourne and Canberra and, and Roosters and all them. So I'm going to go Rabbitohs on this one. Bass. Yeah, um, two teams that are looking good at the moment. Penrith fans, so I'm going to go Penrith. I think... Um, <laughs> I think, oh, um, yeah, I just think that Penrith, um, we were talking about absorbing pressure. They have showed that they can absorb pressure in the first couple of rounds. Um, you know, not too much pressure at the moment. You know, it's still a certain amount, but they're, they're doing really well defensively. Um, doing well in attack too. The way they scored a couple of their tries last week, you know, were a bit a bit on the lucky side with the kick-out kick and all that. Um but yeah, no, I just I, I I like how Penrith is going, and until I see them slowing up a little bit, I'll probably be picking them for future. I'm gonna go draw. I reckon it's gonna be draw. a draw. Oh well. Wow. Sorry, just quickly, uh, do you uh, think Kickout's the best second row in the game right now? Oh, I do, a hundred percent. Well, who else like, is I there? I think he's their biggest player by far. Not just because he scored that try on the weekend, but just the aggression he brings in defence, like towards the later stage of the sorry later stages of the game. Um, you can see just the effort levels to go in and shut down halfbacks and plays on the opposing team. I think that really brings um, big energy. No, I think team. he is. Yeah, well, I, was t- I was telling Sol um, when we were watching the game that he's he's actually just a winger that is 118 kilograms. He's that like he's that quick for a, step, for a second he can, rower. He can flick. Yeah, he's 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 ridiculous. So I do think he's the best second rower in the game. But you know, there probably are. Good second rolls out there that just probably might ha- haven't hit there. Might their be more consistent. Yeah. No, not that more consistent. They just probably haven't hit their peak at the moment this season. Um, Friday night, uh, Storm Warriors, 6 o'clock. It got moved from Amy Park because of obviously coronavirus fears down in Victoria. Get your shit together down there, Victoria. Um, it's been moved to OK Jubilee. Um, do you think the Warriors are going to get the uh, that new coach uh, luck this week? No. No. <laughs> Look, like I said earlier, I would have got excited seeing Melbourne and Warriors go at it and possibly hoping Warriors pull up an upset, but I just haven't had that feeling in years. They're just not they're just not flamboyant enough in attack. Yeah, I think Storm. I think Storm's gonna win this. Ado Car's back, Jerome Hughes is back at half back. They're gonna be uh they're gonna be pretty upset about last week and they're gonna I think the Warriors are in for a smashing. A best war uh, Storm, yeah? Storm, yeah. Uh Friday night. After that, 7.55 at Bankwest. Roosters versus the Dragons. Dragons coming off two okay victories. All right, they're back on, they're kind of back on track. 
Tedesco got named despite that head knock with Sevo. Sevo put him out. And Jason Saab comes on to replace Pereira on the wing, who's been suspended. I think the Roosters are going to win this easily. Roosters, 13 plus. Yeah. Roosters? Yeah, it's not a mystery, that one. Let's move on. Not much to say there. Uh, uh, sorry, Jason Saab's back in for the Dragons. Right? Yes, I, he is. I think that's a massive gain for them. I don't know why he... I don't know why he got drifted off like that. I don't know. I think Will McGregor's a bit weird. Um, <laughs> I swear. Saturday, 3pm uh, at Queensland Country Bank Stadium up in North Queensland. Cowboys Knights. Bradman Best got ruled out because he breached the COVID protocol. So you got to learn your lesson. Cowboys still missing homes. Still missing uh, Morgan. Uh, I think the Knights are going to get this one. It's going to yeah. be tough, but... I yeah, think look, Cowboys, for me, over the last couple of weeks, I've been thinking, are they going to do something this week? And every week I tip them, and every week they don't do anything. Um, it's for that reason that I just can't put my faith in Cowboys anymore, and that's why I think, uh, the, uh, especially the way Knights are playing recently, uh, Peace is, is on good form, Kurt Mann's on good form, uh, Ponga's playing you know, out of his skin, and... Yeah, I just think, um, you know, McCulloch's been a really good addition to the Knights too um, after le- losing Levi. And, yeah, I just think Knights probably win this. Might be a close game, but I doubt it. I think Knights probably go 13 plus. He said Knights, yeah, Tony? Yeah, I'm going to go Knights. Uh, the big clash, possibly match of the round back in 2009, um, Broncos versus Titans. Oh, shit. <laughs> God, this is hard. Um, you know what? Titans... Aren't that bad on paper. They played. They should have played better last week against the Dragons side. They should have done a bit more. It's going to be tough. Tessie Neu comes in a fullback. That's the big. That's the big in. Um, Jermaine Asaka gets dropped to the bench. Dearden's still not in the team. Um, not much change from last week. I know. Hand it over to you, Tony, because it's your team, Brisbane. You had any hope this week? Finally, something. Look, if we don't win this week, then I'm writing them off for the. <laughs> for the rest of the season. Look, another example of how Seabold doesn't have any balls. He'll leave Boyd in there, but he'll take out Izaka. Like, he didn't deserve that. Um, and again, another major risk chucking in. How old's Tessie New? 18, 19, I think. Again, like yeah. even bringing more. He got, he got even hurt. though I don't doubt his ability, but again, it's just Milford. Even Milford, I love Milford, but he, he deserves to be dropped at this point. Uh, He's I not think, doing much. I think they're playing that kid because they, they heard that Titans, he agreed to Titans oh, for next okay. year. They got yeah, scared. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they got a bit scared. Just kidnapping before they Abbas, do. do you think they're going to um, stick to that same game plan for the last two weeks, just kicking it to Coates on the wing? Every <laughs> that's all week? they've got. Because um, that's all I've I seen them do. I hope not. That's yeah, I, I'm not even a fan of that, that I, kick, I, to be I, honest. I haven't like, even seen – have you guys seen Milford take the line? Nothing at all. Say nothing. Uh, it's just it's shocking. I don't know if he wants to be there. I don't know what the hell is. That, that's the thing with Milford. Once like the game's not going his way, he just slowly zones out and doesn't fades off for the rest of the game. Um, Abbas, yeah, Broncos, Titans. Ah, look, when Payne Haas is leading that that <laughs> front row, the goat, <laughs> the goat, the future goat. Yeah, no, we'll go, we'll go Broncos here. Titans are being surely the Broncos win, but I think it's going to be very close. I think Titans are going to be in this one for a long time. Let's move on. Um, Sunday afternoon, Seagulls versus Sharks at Central Coast. Seagulls obviously hampered by um, injury. Tom Trebojevic, Dylan Walker, Moses Suli still out. They get a big couple of ins, but George Tafua, Marty Tapao, and Abbas Miski. No. Abbas Miski is on the reserves. <laughs> He's just missing there. 
and the Sharks are, I think, same same lineup as last week. So um, this will be a tough game for Seagulls. I think they'll get up, but um, look, this is a tough one. Look, it's pretty. No Tom, no Dylan Walker. Uh, no, no Sully. No Sully as well. It, that that makes it fifty-fifty. <laughs> like that's the thing. Sharks are just another disappointing team. They're just not. They're not offering much. Um, it's a tough one, eh? Um, Draw. Look, I'm gonna go Manly just based on their defense and their like admiration towards winning. But I don't, don't know about the depth with Elliot at fullback and. Hey, they did pretty well so last year. Look, I, I, I know, but I, how long can they last with? With these sort of play, like even the five eight, uh, Croker, like he's yeah, not the, the most only, naturally gifted bloke, but but the only verse in Cronulla, you got to remember that. Like we're just talking about this round, the only verse in Cronulla. The the yeah. big issue I think for Manly at the moment is, um, Levi hasn't been playing well at number nine. Nah, at number nine he has been below average. Could be a good um, thing, but because if he, you know, if he starts playing well, they go to a different level. Oh, no, you know what? I'm changing it back to Sharks. I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think fence uh, I just, I think you just anything I say, just yeah, yeah, go just get it you. No, I just, I remembered how good Moylan played last week, and he's a massive. He might be out, but team. because but of the HIO, only beat Bulldogs by two though. I know, but just the way he changed they a bit more a bit. sharp in attack. The yeah. way they're going left to right, massive, massive addition. Manly, manly, yeah. yeah. Sunday six thirty, um, Bulldogs Tigers. Um, Bulldogs unlucky last week. They could have won against the Sharks. Tigers won the game in 36 minutes last week. They're up 34-0. Kerrit Holland, your boy, Abbas, replaces the suspended Croydon well, at centre. This is an easy pick, isn't it? Uh, Tommy Talao replaces Jennings. Um, yeah, sorry, the Tigers got a couple of injuries. Jennings, Robert Jennings is out. Uh, Zane Musgrove is out. And Alex Twole is out. So they're big outs for the Tigers. Man, this is going to be tough. <coughs> I'll pick Tigers, but just... Yeah, I'm going to... Like, 12 is a massive loss for the yeah. Tigers. Very underrated player. I'm going to go Tigers by one, I'd say. Yeah, I'm going to go Tigers just for the sole fact that Holland's playing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. And the match of the round for us, Eels Raiders at Bankwest. Big game for both teams. Both coming off different kinds of losses, obviously. Raiders, very disappointing last week against a depleted Eagles side. And the Eels... Some would say had a really good crack against the Roosters. Are going to learn from it. Um, I'm pretty sure they're both one to seventeen. Actually, no, they might not be. Nathan Brown, you said a bus, has yeah. been sus- yeah. or suspended. Charged. Suspended, charged too much, Ben. So he might, he might. Did he play guilty or is he going to fight it? I think he might fight it. Uh, I think he no. It just says round six, Brown cops too much, Ben. Okay, so he's gone. That's a big loss. I he, think the Raiders. He was if found, they don't, he was found guilty. I say he pled guilty, I guess. Um, that's uh, that's uh, pretty harsh. I know, but um, that's the way the world works there. I think the Raiders, if they don't win this or they don't show anything in this, uh, I think it'll be trouble stations for them. The Raiders uh, got to win. I was going to go para, but Nathan Brown's a massive loss. The, um, the charges that he brings off the bench, and it's pretty much a game changer, I guess. Um yeah, but Canberra's due for a win. If they don't turn it around this week, then they're in big trouble. Bass. Oh, I said at the start of the podcast, Paramount should smash them. That's right. Let's end this uh, pod with a uh, bold prediction from each of you guys and myself. Tony, I'll start with you. 
Uh, Roosters to stay undefeated for the rest of the regular season. Well, um, Abath? Bold prediction. All right, you know what? Dean paid to be sacked within the month. That's uh, that's massive, man. <laughs> Look, I mean, do you want me to say something ridiculous like I think going undefeated for the rest of the season? I'm, I'm trying to give you something I, that I, I think can happen. My bold prediction is if Broncos lose this week, I think Seabold's going to get sacked. Oh, nah. Yeah, I think they'll sack him. I can't if they can't beat the Titans, he does not deserve to be there, honestly. Uh, I don't know if they'll take that that step forward. They haven't even, like, we haven't even heard, what's his name, Dobbin, report anything That's like that. So. <laughs> So. <laughs> I'm Bobo this week, man. I'm telling you, there's gonna it's gonna be a lot of rumblings. Yeah, so. Anyway, thanks for joining us. Um, it was good chatting, boys. Um, hopefully next week we're back with video. Obviously, there's no video this week, so exactly. um, please listen to us. We're now finally on Apple Podcasts. We got the okay. Oh. Yes, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on SoundCloud, we're on Spotify, and it'll be up on YouTube as well. So um, thanks, the best. Thanks, mate. And Tony, thanks for coming in, man. Happy to see you again, man. Cheers, boys. Was a Hope pleasure. you enjoyed yourself. I did. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening. Take care.